Hello again, friends and fellow truth seekers. Mike Nicholas here. This is another short episode of the Soul Unleashed podcast. It's my Tuesday version. And what I want to talk about today is a message from King Richard the Lionheart. Now, this is everything I talk about pretty much is unusual, right? But this is this is pretty unusual. I had a session recently with a very interesting lady named Judy Kelly, and she was wonderful. I, I really enjoyed this session. She gave me tremendous value for the time that we spent together. Instead of being an hour, we went about three and a half hours. But as part of that session, Judy channeled a message for me from someone that is a life that I've lived. And like I said, there a lot of things I'm experiencing and experimenting with and going through are things that I would have thought were complete silliness a couple of years ago. But this is very interesting. And as part of the session, actually towards the very end of the session, Judy basically checks in and, and asks our higher, my higher spirit, is there anything else that I need to know? And you'll hear her say that at the opening session here. And there is something else, and it comes through as Richard the First. And interestingly, she doesn't know who Richard the First is, and so she's checking on her laptop as she's talking to me to see who Richard is, and she realizes Richard the Lionheart, and then she starts telling me the message from him. Now, I'm a, I'm a historian by a hobby, I guess, and so I've, I've done some research on Richard the Lionheart. Of course, I knew who he was. What's also interesting is I mentioned to Judy a couple times that I, I'm drawn to certain parts of the world. One of those is the Middle East. I've visited there uh, numerous times, and particularly I'm interested in um, the, the Crusader time period in that part of the world, uh, Lebanon, Syria, uh, Israel, uh, modern-day countries. And she, she, she starts talking about Richard the Lionheart, and she doesn't realize what his involvement is with the Crusades. He was part of the Third Crusade. So all that is kind of, I need to read more about that and experiment more about that. And, and the things that she tells me as part of what you're about to hear, it's about nine minutes long. The thing you're about to hear is interesting in and of itself. Uh, Richard did have a son, and uh, my understanding is it was an illegitimate son. And he did have brothers. And so she mentions that as part of the message. But anyway, I'll let you listen for yourself. Uh, you'll hear her pause a lot as she's talking to me, and I, I didn't erase those pauses to try and condense this podcast. So I left those in uh, as authentically as I could so you could understand how she's receiving this information and then transmitting it to me. And I will tell you that this is kind of uh, has been my experience with people that are receiving messages for me that you know they pause and listen and then relate that to me. So... Here it is. Thank you. Is, is my higher self saying that we're done? I'm, I'm asking your higher self because your higher self is saying there's one more thing that wants to share with you. Okay, here we go. Now, I wait until we're not talking anymore so I can go into an altered state and I can give you whatever it's giving me. That's okay. what I'm doing now. Okay? okay. Okay, they're talking about a King Richard. So let me see if I can figure out who King Richard is. Richard the Lionhearted. 
Richard I was a king of England from 1189 until his death in 1199. He also ruled as Duke of Normandy. He died coming back from the Crusades. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Why did he come up? I don't know yet. I just wanted to see if I could find anything about him. But that's who he is, so you'll be able to look him up, okay? I knew right away as soon as you said it who he was. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay. Well, I didn't have a clue. Okay. So want- here we go. So let me tune in and give you whatever message he has to give you. Here we go. By the way, this is a life you're living. Ask him. At the time of my ruling, it was a crueler world. There was no space allowed for people to do what you today call do-overs. You were expected to defend your honor, defend your family. And if you were not a warrior, and if you didn't come from carrying your sword and you meant business, nobody respected you. It was a much more brutal time where men did not have the luxury to choose how they wanted to live. They either were coming from wealthier families where they had more choices or poverty where they were owned and enslaved by a current king. At the time of my reigning, I delighted in brutalizing people because I felt very insecure about my own self as a man. And I felt that if I was feared, I would be respected. It wasn't until my own child was born and wanted nothing to do with me that I realized that I'd made a mistake. And what I ended up realizing was not ever made awareness in my family or my court. I could have been overthrown as a king if it was. But my own son would run away and turn his face away from me and cry every time he saw me. And I realized in that moment the price I was paying for making my position be so blood-heartedly stern so that I had people shaking in their boots and I thought that's what a king was to do. And one day... I took off all of my crowns and my robes and everything I was doing. And I was just in simple clothes. And I went out in the play area in the garden in the back. And my son was back there playing. And I stayed very quiet, laying on the grass, which was unheard of for a king. And I was laying on the land. And I just allowed myself to feel the wind in my face, to remember some songs that I sang when I was a child, and I started singing to myself. 
And my son came over but kept a distance of about six to eight feet. And he didn't say anything. And he just looked at me, and I could see his little knees were shaking. And so I said to my son, I'm sorry for scaring you. And I promise if you come over here and sit next to me, I don't need to touch you. I will sing you a song. And he looked at me like he didn't quite know whether he could trust me or not. And it took him a while, but he eventually came over, sat on his little legs, had his little fingers in his mouth, and he was listening to me. And at this point, my son was in his two years. And I sang a song. And my son came over, fell asleep on my lap. And it was the first time in my life that I felt my heart And I was so shocked when I felt it because it actually felt wonderful. And my wife didn't bring that out in me. My brothers didn't bring that out in me. Only my son. And so from that day on, when I could, I would go out in the garden, take off all my king stuff. And I would just be quiet with my son. And sometimes we do little things. Like I'd carry him on my back and take him around like I was giving him a pony ride. Or we'd sing songs together. And sometimes one day he just took my hand and held it and I was so shocked. I hadn't had anybody hold my hand in a loving way. And it changed me as a king. And I became a better man because of my son. And by the time my son went as a late teens, I was not the king that I had been. I was a transformed man. And so in that particular life, the gift I bring you from that life was having the courage to not allow what I had been shown to live be what I ended up living. And by the end of my reign, I was not the same man who became king at the beginning. And my son and I actually had a relationship and it meant the world to me. I was never close to my wife. She was chosen by the families and she never really liked me. And given the condition I was in, When she was forced to marry me, I didn't blame her. I was not a nice man. And I I enjoyed belittling her. Who wants to be belittled? But I did. But she did realize something had changed because she came out in the garden on two different occasions and saw her son getting closer and closer with me. And that shocked her. And so we at least were civil with each other. So I bring to you the awareness that when Judy's presenting to you to spend more time in your heart, I can tell you as a king, 
it changed my life. Because in your heart, you can't lie to yourself. You can lie to yourself in your head, but you can't lie to yourself in your heart. And I got more and more where I didn't want to live the lie. I wanted to live the truth. I leave you with that thought. All right, that is the message. And I intend, as I mentioned earlier, to spend a little more time researching Richard the Lionheart, especially his family life, and see how that kind of compares with what she just told me. And also, of course, to spend more time in my heart than in my head, which is difficult for me as, as a left brain type. But thank you for listening. Just another data point in my Soul Unleashed process here. You can reach me at mike at mikenicholas.com or my website, mikenicholas.com. And uh, my YouTube channel is at mikenicholas-unleashed. Thank you. Talk to you again Thursday. Bye-bye.